0: And welcome into a victory post game edition of Spits and Suds on this Thursday evening. I'm Gavin Spittle of 1053, the fan. Just whatever it takes, keep the moms around, especially when it comes to this stretch with the Dallas Stars. Wow. The moms are bringing some serious luck around here. A big win against Carolina with the moms in town. Then they go around in Nashville. Matt Duchesne confirms that he was on the stage playing in front of the moms. They're all having a good time. So what happens? They continue the good time at the Bridgestone Arena. Nashville gives up nine goals for the second time in their franchise, a franchise that has been around since 1998, and the Stars win their third straight. I mean, where do we start? Let me start by saying this. Barry Trotz is the trigger man in Nashville. And this is a Nashville team that is borderline on making the playoffs. The Dallas Stars might have forced their hand to become sellers with the victory tonight. These are the games where you change your mind and say, you know what? We don't have what it takes because against Dallas, we Have played well all year, but tonight we just didn't show up. And honestly, they haven't really been that great since the All Star break. And Matt Duchesne said something interesting after the first period where they were up four to nothing, where they outshot Nashville 18 to one. He said that in the games prior, Nashville was throwing some interesting looks that confused them basically and and caused them to have some issues. And he said, we figured it out. And boy, did they figure it out with an absolute explosion. And it was a constant explosion, you know, throughout the night. I mean, you look at Sam Steele just 35 seconds into the game, a wrist shot. Look like UC Soros, who I kind of feel bad for. I mean, Soros might be on the trading block and maybe that's in his head. But actually, I didn't think he played overly bad in the first period. I just think the stars, I mean, Of the four goals in the first period, three were just tap-ins on the doorstep. How do you prevent that as a goaltender? That's all on your team. And just the offensive zone time that the Stars had was so impressive in the first period. They just had Nashville on their heels from the start. Sam Steele looked like a screenshot that UC Soros just couldn't see. Just 35 seconds into the game, the wrist shot puts the Stars up one to nothing. Then at 4:27, Matt Duchesne, uh scores a goal. Little extra selly from Matt Duchesne on this. Said that Nashville was and always will be his home. So had to realize that it was a business when he was let go and found out about it, and next thing you know, a few hours later, it's all over social media. So it wasn't the prettiest of ending, but I know he has the ties in Nashville. I know he has great love uh, for that city. Um, At the same time, he's happy to be in Dallas and just clicking uh, with that Mason Marchman-Sagan line. You know, an interesting aspect of this play, and when it's 9-2, to you really don't point out the little things, but we do on Spits and Suds he was inches from being offside the speed to get back to the blue line on the turnover. And then because Mason Marchment really didn't hesitate on the turnover. And then the quick curl, Mason Marchment with the puck, just the sweet pass to Duchesne in front. That makes it two to nothing stars. Then another former Nashville Predator, Craig Smith, cleans up his seventh of the year. He's having a good season on that fourth line uh, for Dallas, assisted by Sam Steele. So it's three to nothing, you know, Dallas. Nashville, only one shot. And that shot came with just over six minutes left. I think it was six eleven to be exact. And uh, it was one of those things where the crowd started cheering. You know, <laughs> you hate to see that. They love their team in Nashville. But at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, you had to be frustrated as a Preds fan tonight, just out of the game from the first minute in. Then Wyatt Johnston gets into the action. And makes it four to nothing with Ty Delandria with a nice assist. Also, uh, Thomas Harley. And it was one of those, once again, with the stars putting pressure right in front of UC Soros. No one's moving them out of the net. They have the positioning on Nashville. Four to nothing going into the break. Outshot. 18 to one, Nashville was. What a story. The scoring continues. Five to nothing with Miro Haskinen. And this was a frustration goal. I mean, a great goal if you're a Dallas Stars fan, but the time spent in the offensive zone and the cycling and the lack of the ability for Nashville to get it out of the zone, they were exhausted. Miro finally just flips it into the net. Five to nothing Dallas. And I'm thinking at this point, if Nashville scores, and I've said this before on spits and suds. The stars and Pete DeBoer should be looking at pulling Jake Ottinger. It's rare in the NHL that this happens. However, with games on Saturday, clearly you're going to play him in a matinee, a big matchup against Edmonton. And then you have a back to back game Monday in Boston, Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. Those are marquee games. So get your goalie rest if you're up five to nothing. Nashville does answer back. Um, uh, with a goal which made it 5-1, to one, and then Tyler Sagan gets in the action, a power play goal that made it 6-1. to one. Wyatt Johnston picks up another point, as does Mason Marchman on the assists. Nashville answers back 6-2. to two. So you're saying, all right, this isn't really out of reach just yet until Matt Duchesne adds to the scoring uh, just before the end of the period. A backhand shot, Sagan and Ryan Suter. Uh, With the uh, assist, Ryan Suter on one of the goals did a really nice flip pass. And it's one of those plays that you don't see a lot in the NHL, mostly used for clears. But remember the rule that the defender cannot cup the puck for a period of time. So if you're rushing that defender similar to a fair catch in football, you know, you can charge that defender, and they immediately have to put it on the ground. So when they do that, you put pressure, it caused a turnover, and that resulted in a star's uh, goal. So a real smart play uh, by Ryan Suter. So Wedgwood does come in the third period and does not allow a goal. In fact, two more goals uh, for the Stars. We talked with Craig Ludwig earlier in the day about the consistency of Ty DeLandria, and if he can get that consistency, can he remain in this Stars lineup, and will he make Pete DeBoer and Jim Nil have a tough decision? Notice how there has not been a call-up yet. Ty DeLandria answers the call, and then Wyatt Johnston does as well. Another power play goal, makes it 9-2. Now, let's talk about that power play to end the game. Um, there was a, a tough hit uh, at the end of the first period on Nils Lundquist. He was kind of tied up against the boards, and then he was hit dead on and, and went out. And it was a hard hit. Nashville can really lay the wood at times. So late in the game, behind the play, uh, Jamie Benn, up 8-2, to two, takes a boarding penalty. And people can say what they want, but I just don't think that's a good penalty for a number of reasons. Why fire up a team when you're up eight to two? And I don't know if it was retribution. I don't know if it was Jamie Ben who didn't get on the scoreboard once again, uh, only played 13 minutes, uh, but zeros, he was a plus two on the ice. Um, But at the same time, you know it was unnecessary and you saw what happened Nashville got fired up and the rest of the game it was chippy now hindsight 2020 but what if an injury happened due to the chippiness because you saw what happened as soon as Jamie Ben got out of the box they wanted in Nashville wanted in they wanted to drop the gloves Ben did not want to respond and drop the gloves therefore it was a four-minute penalty uh, assessed to Nashville. But even in the final seconds, you saw some cross-checks from Nashville. So, I mean, Nashville showing some fight toward the end, but I just don't like those penalties. It was needless. It was behind the play. It clearly was boarding. Uh, Jamie Ben. it was at least two to three seconds when the puck was released. Uh, You know, if I'm going to be negative, I'm just going to throw it out there. And you can say, Gavin, come on, what are you doing? But at the same time, I just don't like those penalties. They're needless. They fire up the other team. And one of your teammates can get injured because of that. So I did want to point that out. But overall, it was an outstanding night for the Dallas Stars. They, They played well throughout the night. I thought they controlled the play. Even when Nashville scored, it really didn't do much. Uh, Jake Jay really wasn't pushed so to speak but he did have a 909 save percentage 20 of 22 saved um you know so overall you know looked pretty solid excited for Saturday's game uh against Edmonton face off circle what's so funny about this is Nashville actually won on faceoffs with 56% as compared to 44% for the Stars and that might be you know when you get into a flow of a game when you're up by so many Uh, sometimes, you know, you just tend to let down um, and the concentration's not just necessarily there. Hey, let's give credit to Dallas where it's due as far as staying out of the penalty box. Only four penalty minutes. When this Stars team can stay out of the box, that's a great sign. Nashville, we talked about being heavy, 30 hits on the night. Uh, Once again, for the second straight game, uh, the Stars, this time, 18 block shots. So they're getting in front of pucks and that's a good sign that they're playing much better defensively. And they had five takeaways uh, on the night. So overall, when you look at the uh, statistics, uh, just a really, really solid game, and the main statistic that counts is the stars won by the score of nine to two. They've been playing much better defensively. And if you get a chance, we released a podcast today with two time NHL winner, two times uh, NCAA champion. And a terrific stay-at-home defenseman, Craig Ludwig, 17 years in the league. And what I asked Craig, because one of the things I wanted him to do is to explain the stars in their defensive zone and how they play compared to other teams and the difference between man-on-man as compared to zone. Um, In your own end and Craig has an awesome explanation. So if you get a chance to listen to the beginning of spits and suds, it's the episode prior to this one. Craig does a great job explaining how the stars play defense, how they might have switched it up recently. Um, and how it might present problems for him on Saturday with Miro Haskin and most likely shadowing uh, Connor McDavid. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. So as far as the standings where we stand a little space right now, and that's not a bad thing. As uh, Colorado loses tonight against Tampa. So the Stars are now up four in the Central Division. They are up five against Winnipeg. Winnipeg has a tough game on Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, as they play against the Canucks. So that'll be a tough one uh, for Winnipeg. And we look at the wild card standings, and this is fascinating. The LA Kings, who David Castillo said, I do not want to play. Um, They would be the Stars' opponent in the first round. The second wild card, Doug Armstrong, you got to give credit to the Stars' former GM. As they have moved in, and they were like sellers from the outset of the year, totally admitted that they were rebuilding, but all of a sudden they find themselves in uh, the second wild card position. They might use some of their assets to pick up a piece or two to make uh, this wild card uh, run, and Nashville is third uh you know with 56 points so a 4 point spread the other team which is interesting is the Seattle Kraken and I've been looking at the Kraken a solid playoff team last year as far as pieces but they've now won two in a row and they're back in the playoff picture as is Minnesota who has also won four in a row so getting a little tight in the Western uh, sorry <laughs> yeah the Western Conference uh, wild card uh, just separated by five points uh, with five teams. So really really interesting but the stars pick up a big victory. they do pick up points as Colorado uh, loses tonight against Tampa. So tomorrow we will, uh, tape an interview with, uh, we'll get a preview of the Boston Bruins. So we're going to do that. We'll be back on Saturday for a post game edition. So we got a lot more podcasts to come, but very, very exciting when Nashville for the second time in their franchise history, gives up nine goals. It's mom's night for the Dallas stars. Super happy road trip home. Not too much rest for the locals as they play on a little Saturday matinee. And don't forget, if you're going to Saturday's matinee right after the game, it's the Dallas Stars alumni with our very own Craig Ludwig taking on the Edmonton Oilers alumni so that should be a fun tilt with a lot of former stars and it's free just to stick around and watch some fun hockey of guys that you grew up with so that's going to do it for me Gavin Spittle thank you so much for listening and supporting Spits and Suds we truly appreciate the likes we truly appreciate all the support we have record month after month and it's because you're growing the great hockey game in DFW with spits and suds. So we'll talk to you soon. Have a great night, everyone.